Hey everyone, welcome back to the Exemplary Student Podcast. We're your hosts, Rami and Ali. And today we have an esteemed guest, rapper, drummer, and also known as the Flying Dutchman, Zeno. How's it going, Zeno? Yeah, thank you for letting me be here. No problem, Zeno. So, uh, as you guys know, me and Zeno have been friends for a long time now. So maybe you want to start us off with uh, just talking about how our friendship started and then maybe work us into Ali. Yeah, it started off pretty, really long ago. It started off when I was in grade primary, grade 11 now, which is like 11 years. And you were my you were my class at the time. And I remember the first person I ever talked to you was was um, was you, Remy, the first day. Yeah. Oh, man, I just ago. got flashbacks to that day, actually. Uh, well, uh, do you want me to spill about what happened on that day? Hey, Rami, some things are not meant for the public. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, yeah, we've been fr- uh, we've been friends since a uh, great primary, I think. And uh, yeah, it's been quite a while, but Zeno's uh, changed a lot since then. What about Ali? Uh, when did you meet Ali? I, if I'm not mistaken, you came in grade four, right? Three. I came in grade, in grade three. Yeah, grade three. I remember grade four. That's when we had our first. Uh, class together that's when we, we were, were with miss dollar together Dolly. right oh. yeah. yeah those those were some like long times ago that was the goat yeah <laughs> yeah we're getting old <laughs> yeah True. and then next year next year or and then next year our last year and then we're off guys Jeez. finally oh my god i can't believe it oh i still feel like i'm in primary school well, Zeno, uh, so you've been at VAS for a while. Uh, what is your favorite part about it? Maybe talk about the ski team or any other after-school activities you like doing. Yeah, so I think v- what the perfect thing about VIS is probably all the after-school activities. So as long as I've been in VIS since grade two, basically, I've been part of a team, whatever. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter how like bad or good you are. You're always like part of it. Grade two, I was part of football up to grade eight. And then I would also have, starting from grade six, I would also have drumming. And then in grade five, I joined the ski team, which was a very big step. Not step, but it was very like life-changing thing. And if you want to look at it, because that also not necessarily just made me a way better skier. It also gave me a lot more friends. For example, I still keep in contact with people who I who I who joined in grade five, who are way older than me now, and the the connection that everybody has it doesn't matter again how old, young, how good you are, you're part of one team. I remember the grade when I was in grade five, the grade twelves are even talking about uh, uh, asking us questions like really really interested. So it was very it was, yeah, it's been a very 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 fun time being mm-hmm. part of that. And do you want to talk about how you got the nickname, the Flying Dutchman, both as goalie for the football team and then on the ski team? Yeah, so it did start in grade five when our um, when our uh, sports director was commentar- uh, commentating one of the races because we organized one so we organized one um, tournament for a ski team. And then it was also my first race. And instead of what you normally do is nice ski through the finish and try to get the fast time, I kind of flew into the finish and I tripped on the last pull. 
And Mr. Bowie then said, there goes the Flying Dutchman. And since then, <laughs> that name has been uh, stuck with me for at least six years. And also in football, we were having training one day and then somebody said, there goes the Flying Dutchman. Mm -hmm. Back at it with the save. <laughs> so that that name is basically my identity. It's on all my ski team hoodies. It's on all my school hoodies because there can only be one flying Dutchman and that is me. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime someone says flying Dutchman, I think of Zeno and not uh, the actual person it was named after. <clears throat> <laughs> I was yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that sounds like you've got a really nice tight community in BIS, but, uh, I mean, you also have your band, uh, 745, maybe, uh, you want to talk to us a bit about that? Does that make you feel like more at home even than the ski team or, uh, describe the yeah, friendship dynamic? That was actually the last two years being part of that band was really my, yeah, my, it was the most fun I've ever had because what we would do is it started off in grade eight, Michelle Ugbor, uh, Mahatir, Ashwin uh, and Kyla we all decided maybe we should try to form a band for um yeah for yeah for uh an international evening at, that we had at our school so we did it however sadly enough that year yeah three people left Mugi left Mahathir left and uh Ashwin left so it was just me and Kyla however in the same international evening Julian was part of another band and through that summer, coincidentally, me and Julian became best friends. And then we, we realized that us three could combine everything. Uh, we could combine a band. We just needed a piano player. So what happened was we asked Alarian, and that worked out. However, he had so many other after-school activities, which sadly could not find the time to practice with us. So we asked one of, our, one of my best friends as well, Rosie Wolf. When we finally got the, the four core uh, members, we also realized we really needed a second, a second guitar or bass player because one was just not enough. There are so many songs where you have, uh, where you need a bass and a guitar player. Mm -hmm. And then Stefan Aman, who was starting to become my, yeah, my best friend, my closest friend at the time, said, yeah, I've been playing guitar for a good five years. Maybe I could join your band. And really on that day where we, where Stefan said that, that's when we really started becoming one group. And then we practiced enough for another international evening in grade nine, where we performed, I would say our signature cover, Believer, Imagine Dragons. And ever since then, we try to get as many gigs as possible and everything was going good. We would practice once a week uh, at least. However, sometimes we had big performances, example, like playing in front of Kyla's dad's for her 40th, for his 40th birthday. So then we would practice a lot. And during those practice sessions, we would just become closer and closer because I don't know if anybody who's listening to this has, has ever been in a band, but it doesn't always come as easy as you think. Performing, playing, practicing is because there's so many small details which have to be trained, changed. So the only thing you have to be is close so you and be effective with your feedback. If you're not effective and if you're not friends, it can be very hot. It can be a very hostile environment. 
And then we just, over the summer, we played a lot of things. We played a lot of school assemblies. And then last year was really the top point. Uh, almost exactly a year ago, February 13th, we uh, rented a bar where we, uh, where we performed good 10 songs. And that was really, I think, one of the best days of my life. And I'm sure Julian, Stefan, Kyla, Rose, you can also agree because after working so much for one thing, you want it to be good. And seeing all of our friends there, seeing you both there as well, was mm -hmm. something really, really exciting for me uh, and really fun and just heartwarming as well. It was really awesome being there. That 745 is just something where I think I'll never forget it. I won't forget ski team as well, but 745 is just basically five very good friends just jammed together and then it sounds good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the reason actually the name is 745 is because we didn't have a lot of times after school to practice. So Miss Bottoms, our music coordinator, decided to open up a room before school started which was always at 7.45. So it'd be at school at 7.45, practice for 45 minutes, and then, and then we would go on with the rest of our day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that band is really something I'll never forget. Sounds really special. I mean, uh, well, did you guys have any like times where it felt like uh, uh, you guys were starting to get a bit hostile or was it always just this smooth experience? To be honest, where during the practices, we would pretty much always fight. Always. <laughs> However, it's not that it's like fighting where you can't tolerate the other person. It's just you disagree. And in our case, especially me and Kyla, the loudest members, I think probably of our grade, we would just raise our voices and try to hope that our voice would be the loudest and uh, be the one most heard. But no, uh, we sometimes, I remember talking to the guys about this, sometimes we feel like Kyla and Rosie would be very wrong. However, they would feel the same about us, but it never channeled into something negative, which was very, very, very good because there it showed that we really did care about what we were playing. It really showed that it wasn't like something random we were doing, but it also showed that we could take criticism and constructed into positive, uh, uh, positive things. Mm -hmm. So has it been uh, affected? I mean, obviously it must have been affected by the lockdown, but do you guys still have some practice sessions like over uh, FaceTime or Zoom or is it just kind of? Yeah, the, there are two problems with the question you just asked. Before, <laughs> the first qu uh, problem is that Kyla and Stefan both moved away. Kyla went to a singing school in London and Stefan went pretty far away, he went to LA. Mm -hmm. So that, that made us having to find new members to be part of the band. It, we did find new members and we actually did have a good few first months, especially is that Julie and me, Damien, practiced and we have music together so we would practice also during music and we would use fa as our uh, singer and that would work very fine uh, very good but the problem is, is when you're not 
do when you don't have an objective inside, when you don't have a performance to look forward to, the 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 waking up at six thirty to to get all the way to school, it's not really like effective because there's nothing you don't know when it's gonna happen. However, we did talk. We still do have yes sessions where we do talk about it. If we were to go back, what songs we play, uh, how would we do that? Who would play the bass? Would we go into higher key, something like that? We do have talks about that, but the, it's just hard now not being able to see anything in sight. However, I can assure you, and I can assure, and I can assure all the listeners, when school does open and we have our first in assembly back in school with our entire school, we will be playing. I can assure you that. Good to hear. I can't wait. So um, you talked about having these new members in your uh, band, uh, Damien and Efe. Did that kind of change the dynamic in any way, or is it still just the same? You guys having banterous conversations, but at the same time getting work done. Yeah, actually, I don't want to admit it, but in our old band, basically the boss and the leader was Kyla. So we did listen <laughs> to her a lot. Also because she didn't know the most. However, with, yeah, F.A., we, we had a few practice sessions with him. Um, it was nothing really significantly changed dynamic-wise because we're all good friends and we're, even we we made Alana play the bass now. So now we have a, um, now we have also an extra basis. So instead of Stefan and Julian arguing last year, who's going to play the bass, who's going to play the guitar. We, we finally sort of like sorted that section out and it created some way cooler things, way more technical things that we could do. And just because we're all, we're all pretty good friends. Like when we go out, you can also see we're all just, good friends like Rami, you've been there and we go out the entire vibe, the entire chemistry of our grade and the majority of our grade is just so good. And I think that's also because we've known each other for so long. So it's, you know what, you know what there's, you know how to think, you know what they to expect from them. It's not necessarily yeah. new. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You mentioned um, that Kyler was kind of the, uh, the leader in a sense of your band. So uh, <laughs> who's taken over now? Yeah, to be honest, me and Julie had this discussion a few days ago, and I think I should become the leader because <laughs> but Kyla was half Dutch, so you need at least a half Dutch as a leader, and now we only have one full Dutchman. So, yeah, are you, <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna choose a Russian? Are you gonna choose a, a, a Austrian or a Irish? No, you gotta take the most. Vocal, you got to take the most valuable member and you have to put him as a leader. And I think that is me. All right. Uh, yeah. Election coming soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you were talking about uh, going out uh, and that kind of segues perfectly into the next topic, which is how has that been affected by the lockdown? Like how is um, just, I mean, also including 745, but, you know, going out as yeah. well how has that been affected look the first lockdown i was in austria so in march to april to end of april i was in the netherlands because it was there a softer lockdown i could see my family however and in a second lockdown a second and third lockdown i was in austria and first we felt that we could still you know do it we could still meet each other but very fast 
people started becoming scared of getting corona and which i completely understand because you have to see okay do you have corona you keep on asking to ask okay, who did you meet with everything did you take a test did you know anybody that has been affected recently so what me and julian did was he came to uh, my house for two weeks and i went to his for uh, a few days uh and we did that a few times but yeah you can't go out because we don't want to break the rules because if that if that if if you do get infected you a you really have no idea what can happen because it's been shown some people who are extremely healthy can get extremely sick while other people who are you know not healthy can be have, have no problem don't even notice it so yeah. you really don't want to get it however uh going out has been very very effective but for example last week i met up with for i met up with matthew geraldo julian and damien but we did make sure that at least all, one of us at least uh, three of us had a test look i hadn't seen anybody in four weeks so there was no way i possibly possibly could have corona but for example julian hog uh, julian matthew and geraldo all, all three took a test so we knew we were clean because you don't want to go back to your house especially with your parents, you don't want to like infect them. So going out as severely, yeah, been reduced. However, you have to take advantage of every situation. Like the great Dutch footballer, Jan Cruyff once said, every <laughs> disadvantage has, it, has its advantage. Mm -hmm. First, it was hard to find that advantage. However, then you realize, look, you, you have a camera, you have a, a laptop, you can call each other and then see and then see each other and talk about stuff as if you were in the room next to each other. But it's not the same thing. And I think right now it's been three months since we all went in quarantine. And I think now is the hardest time because we're so close to the finish line. Yet at the same time, we're so far. Vaccines yeah. are rolling out all over the world. But still, you cannot make the mistake of meeting a large amount of people and not knowing if you're infected or if you're not. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a really responsible way to think at least. So, um, you guys have the, um, the, uh, at least the awareness not to, to go out without testing or without having quarantine for like two weeks prior. So that is, um, it's a good thing you guys are doing. So yeah. Look, I'm not saying I'm a saint. Okay. This is not, this is not what I'm saying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> However, you have to, you have to, at one point, you have to take responsibility. And I think you can meet people if you know that all of them are clean. And that's also my, what my parents told me. That's what Julian's parents told him. Same with Geraldo. It's, it's, most parents tell each other the same thing. Just make sure you can meet them. However, make sure you're not doing anything illegal or make, uh, not or, and make sure that you're clean. Yeah yeah <laughs> so given that you are of the opinion that you know as long as everybody's safe they should be allowed to do stuff uh obviously you're known for volleyball and skiing do you think that if you and everybody on the volleyball team got tested that you guys should just be allowed to get back to practicing and you know mastering your craft honestly Ali, that is one of the hardest questions uh recently been asked to me because because look, 
who are we trying to do it for? We're not trying to do it for ourselves. Even though there is a possibility that we can be sick, there is a gigantic possibility that older people can really like be damaged from this. So even if we got tested, can you really ensure that you're always clean to every practice? And I think if we all did get tested, it should it should be fine. However, when you start crossing the line, because the problem is not necessarily with the testing, it's with facilities and then exceptions. Because you can't make if if they were to do that with all of us, um, if they were to let us, for example, go back to the gyms and play volleyball twice a week, would that be allowed for every single team at VIS? And then why not? Let's say volleyball is allowed, and why would not cross country? be allowed or why not would football be allowed so that's where i'm a bit hazy at and however we played volleyball before this lockdown happened in october um and that worked pretty well i mean i mean i think if we were to get tested and we were to be in a so-called bubble ish except for your volleyball teammates you don't really see anybody your parents don't see anybody and you do get tested often I think it should be fine, but just the problem is at just the problem is, yeah, the the gigantic amount of responsibility you take with. Because can you really ensure that, for example, you you by accident didn't put your mask on correctly, and then you just get it in the uban? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's really hard to um, yeah to yeah. I find it pretty hard to to be a distinctive what is allowed and what is not yeah i don't know i just think that i mean the closure of sports was inevitable but it's just a shame that we we've been out of it for so long like even tennis i think it's still closed because it's usually in closed areas yeah Uh, it's just very difficult to stay active so i mean what do you do right now to stay active do you are you active right now or to be honest i don't think i've ever been this fit in my life it's not (laughs) When uh, look, Julian Dream works out a lot, which is really not fun when you're when you're like when in this case when I'm not really like a massive person that works out. So when he came to my house for two weeks, he was like, "Zeno, we're going working out every single day. We're we're gonna get you those mad games." <laughs> and so, uh, so he forced me to really start working out and start doing that. However, that was for the first two months, and then skiing opened and. Fortunately, I have a second house very near to the ski resort, and that has been incredible. I I really feel I really feel bad for everybody that doesn't get the experiences right now, but it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. If you want to learn how to ski now, this is the time, because there is nobody on the piste, and luckily I have a few friends who live close to me there, so we would meet up at eight fifteen. And then go skiing until 11 and then go home and do the rest of our work you know what i'm saying so yeah i already i already skied more than like 20 days this year which is insane yeah. uh, and it's it's just the look for me skiing is like what other people uh, for me skiing is like for other people they other ways like boxing how they like use it to relax but at the same time like physical exercise so when I when I like go skiing um, for a good four hours, it's really intense because normally what you do is 
after two hours you go just like have a coffee have a hot chocolate somewhere and chill out for a bit but now it's just because nothing's open it's like bum 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 um yeah and, and um together with that, i've been working out i've been trying to go on like cycle a lot not now with the snow but before before december i was trying to go cycle every day a few kilometers uphill just to, to get fit because look you have to stay health healthy in one way if you sit around and not do anything it will affect you mentally but also physically i think the best thing people could do is even if they just go for a run personally i don't like running because it's just I find it boring and I'm not good at it. I don't have good stamina, everything. But if, you, if you're good at it and if you like it, it's a perfect example of what you, you can do and what you should do. Um, because the exercise makes your head clear. In most cases, I'm not saying this for everybody, for at least for uh, people I've talked to as well, sport just makes people relax. Um, yeah. But before this, you know, before lockdown happening, I was playing four sports every week. I would, my week would be so insane. I would have Monday after school, two-hour volleyball practice. And Tuesday, I would have drums. Wednesday, I would have two-hour volleyball practice again. Thursday, I would have MUN. And then Friday, I would also have volleyball again. And then on Sunday, I played tennis. So it was really like sports, um, yeah, directed. However, and then... All of that stopping at one point, that's not good because for me, sports are one of the most fun things to watch, to play, to do everything. And I think ski team was also a way for people that don't really like sports in general to start appreciating how fun it actually is and start learning about it. And I think Mr. Bowie also did a very good job of that. Cool. That was really nice. I mean... Do you have any advice for people uh, in the audience who didn't get into uh, sports or exercise yet? Maybe how to start? Look, the thing is, you, you just got to do it. And this sounds so simple, but it's not. It's, it took me really, it took me two weeks of Julian pushing me every single day. I hated him after this. He wasn't my best friend anymore. I hated him. <laughs> but at one point, if you, find, if you find a rhythm, if you find good music, it doesn't even have to be workout music. Sometimes... Me and Junior were listening to like mad Eurovision bangers, like Satellite from Lena 2010. <laughs> just, you know, songs that just make you like sometimes excited and make like nice to listen to. And if you come combine that with, um, with sports and if you just push yourself, look, this lockdown is hard for everybody, but pushing yourself is the one way to stay ahead of the game. And maybe think about the reward, look. Think about the summer body and then on the beach and the girls were there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my mind as well. That's one of my motivations as well. Find a good motivation that <laughs> works for you and then try and execute it. I'm not saying I, 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 go, I play sports or do sport every day, but at least three times a week just to really get your, also your mind clear. You're staying on a screen for 10 hours on a day. Mm-hmm. You need to do something where your mind, where your like eyes are not on a screen. You need to do something to completely detox from all that. Yeah, perfectly agree. Oh, well, thank you, Zeno. I think that's a really great place to end it. Uh, before we go, uh, <laughs> anything you want to plug? Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. Um, yeah, I, most people listening to me uh, to this already know my Instagram. 
ZLF18704. But yeah, follow the exemplary student, but also make sure you keep uh, track of time and make sure you do sports and play music because that's alive. Awesome. That's amazing. Thank you, Zeno. Thank you for being here. No problem. Thank you, guys. What a podcast, wouldn't you say, Rami? Definitely one to remember. You guys know the drill. Zayna's Instagram will be in the show notes. And so will our Instagram, at Exemplary Student Podcast, along with our website, ExemplarySTudentPodcast.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify and share it with your friends and family, and we'll see you next week.